When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. This feels weird, not going to lie. Hello everybody. <laughs> not used to this whatsoever, but uh, yeah, changed it up a bit, didn't we? Yeah, we're together. We are at last. <laughs> so we, we are two separate people, just in case anybody wasn't aware. Um, I hope you knew the difference. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we thought we'd uh, mix it up a bit, film in person for once. And, uh, yeah, so let's let's get right into it because we've got a little good bit to go over today. So, um, weekend Burnley was um another one of their games on it where we had forty five minutes of good football and and that's it. Yeah, scary, scary. Um, I missed it because I was doing the stall. So we had some fella time to get a black stick on in the pub. We were doing it and didn't see much of it. Of course, all the highlights thought Burnley were the better team in the first half and for spells the second half. Rode our luck again, um, and it took a bit of magic from a young kid again to, to get us over the line. Yeah, I mean, I, I put something on Twitter saying, like, you know, having one half of football, every game is, is getting annoying now, and people are like, oh, I can't support someone else. Like, what are you on? What are you saying? Anything bad, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was um, the first half was frustrating, very frustrating. They deservedly had the draw, like you said, they, they could have even been in the lead. Um, yeah, but just with the. Architects are our own problems at the minute, aren't we? Like everything, a lot of teams are creating seems to be through our own errors. And, you know, we've seen it at Arsenal, you know, Van Dijk didn't pay to himself in glory, Alisson didn't pay to himself in glory, and then um, Tor Kallera had a great game. Um, you know, wouldn't have known, I can't imagine, too too early on that he was going to be starting the game with Alisson being, I think he had the flu, didn't he? Yeah, um, most of the rest of them. Yeah. But now with Tor, he had a, Tor, he had a good game. He kept us in there at points. Yeah, again, he, there's all this scepticism on him that he's not a good keeper, but I haven't seen him do much wrong. He's, he's had a little spell here and there where he's made mistakes, he's dropped the ball or whatever, or misplaced a pass, but he's never never caused us any harm. I, I just don't get all the negativity about him. I think he's an half-decent keeper. As Klopp said himself, probably the best number two in the world. Hmm. He's, um, he's He comes in and he makes a difference. He, he does the saves. He gets behind the ball. He plays football. And, you know, I, I don't worry too much when Alisson's not there. I think he's a good shot stopper. I think he does, does the role well. And it's just not Alisson, because there's no one else like Alisson. But, yeah, he, he kept us in it at times. We could have been probably two or three down without him. So Yeah. Now, I think there's been times this season, um, particularly like Europa League games, where I think he's not he's not played as well as we've seen him play. And I think that's what's caused a lot of people to, to question him. I think he's... a like you say, he's never let us down when he has played, and then as soon as he, he does something that's a little bit out of character for him, everyone jumps on him. You know, I've even said myself, if if a deal can be done for the right player in the summer, it, it may be worth looking into bringing somebody in instead of him, because I think he'll want to go and be first choice somewhere more than anything. If we can keep him as a number two for as long as we possibly can, then we need to do it. But mm. look at Alisson, lad. Alisson on his own probably cost us 
in between five and ten goals with his own mistakes. Yeah. But because he's Alison Becker, he, get, he walks away with it because he's brilliant and because we know how valuable he is to us. But, you know, we could make mistake after mistake and no one turns the back on him because it's Alison. Kellerton made one or two and everyone turned Turk straight away. So, mm. you know, I think we've got to just appreciate him for what he is. He's a number two. He's not getting a lot of game time. So when he comes in, he's rusty. And Alison Becker's the best in the world. So, you know, he's going to take some knocking off. But yeah, I can't. I can't imagine going out and looking for a goalkeeper when you've got Keller there. If he's happy to be number two and play the League Cup and few FA Cup, Europa League, then so be it. He needs to be, he needs to be kept at all costs for me because he's yeah. brilliant. And that, that's my worry <clears throat> with him now is how long is he going to be willing to do that? Because, you know, you've got that Gavin Bazunu who plays for uh, Southampton, nowhere near as good as him, but is, is likely to be getting games ahead of him for Ireland because he plays regularly. And that's what he's going to be looking at. You know, he's there's a keeper there who's not as good as me playing more games for, for the national team because I'm not getting enough game time. Is he going to want to, you know, whoever comes up in the in, from the championship, Leicester, um, Leeds, Ipswich, whoever it might be, are they go, you know, would they all be looking and going right if we throw 25 million at Liverpool there? Are they going to bite their hands off because Kelleher wants to move because he knows he'll play week in, week out? I don't think he'd want to move though. I think he's better than that level. I think, I think Premier is... League level, he's top 10 Premier League, easy, it's just unfortunate that you know, the top four at the moment have all got decent keepers, hmm. so I think he'd break into to that bracket straight away, you've just got to, got to bear with him, I think he'd be looking at Alisson's age as well and thinking, you know, Klopp's going, how much more is he going to, how long is he going to stay around for, well, yeah. the talk of all the top players are going to jump ship now, but hopefully it doesn't happen, but... I think he'll be he'll just be waiting for his moments. He'll have he'll have a period in time where there's an injury or something happens and he gets the six to eight weeks that he needs and he'll prove himself. Yeah. Um you mentioned obviously the like say, you know, the young lads coming in and, and doing well and, and sort of saving our skin again, you know, I think it was obvious from from Burnley the changes were you know what you've got to give Klopp credit for this season, especially I think, and we've said it on here before, is is he makes changes at the right time this season. Yeah, was done all season. The, you know, the game-changing changes. <laughs> um, but Harvey Elliott, come on, and was just, he ran the show. Yeah, you can't you can't buy the passion that lad's got. You'd swear he was a scouser. I love it. You know, when he, he celebrates an assist like a goal, he celebrates a tackle like a goal, he's just, he's like having a fan on the pitch. Yeah. And it's good having your Trent and your Curtis Jones who are scousers. But when you see a lad who supports us all his life, no matter where he's from, wearing the shirt, living our dreams, Got that passion in his belly, you know, the quality, and can't wait to see him do well. Yeah, I'm made up. Like with... you say, if you didn't, if you didn't hear him speak, you'd, you'd say he was a scout, hundred um, percent. Not with that haircut, like, but <laughs> not even over the haircut, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but now it, it just, like I say, the I don't know what it is. The team, we've been slow starters for a lot of the season, haven't we? You know, the amount of games we've gone behind in first this uh, this season, like concede the first goal and then go on and get a couple of two or three after it. It's just again, we've said it all season and we it's gonna it's gonna bite us on the arse at some point. Um kinda of did it arse and we didn't turn up. <laughs> did it arse um, but that was our own doing again. Yeah, it was. Um but look I think overall, over the course of the game I think we were the better team uh, in the end and we did deserve the the win. Um just got a, a Brentford at the weekend we'll, we'll come to that near the end but Brentford at the weekend. You know, they're a team you are in good form. Um, just got Tony back, so the sort of you know if a, if a chance comes their way, they've, they've got the ability to just take it, and um, yeah, we we can 
we can't afford to start like that because we, we don't have a great record at Brentford so far in the Premier League, do we? So the the problem we've got is that everyone's in a in a dog fight, whether it's to stay in the top ten or to, to stay in the league, to qualify for top four, everyone's in some sort of battle and everyone treats us like the, the World Cup final. Yeah. It, it pisses me off. Everyone gives absolutely everything. They give that much energy, they'd be willing to lose the next three games on the bounce as long as they get something at, at Liverpool. So if that does me head in because we let them. Yeah. We give them we give every team forty five minutes to, to get a foothold in the game when we could just blow them away because we're that good. But you know, we're giving teams a chance. We we can't keep doing it because it, it is gonna keep biting us on the arse. But you know, I think we should be strong enough to do Brentford. Mm. Obviously with Burnley we scored different types of goals as well. So we're capable of scoring from wherever, creating chances, making things happen. We've just got to start doing it for ninety minutes rather than forty five. Yeah, yeah. Three headers as well, like to get against Burnley. He's just something you wouldn't have heard of two years ago. He's run to show on dates, like he went, he went scoring headers past Burnley then. Um, but I think it shows how much of a different team they are. They're not that same sort of Brexit FC as people they used play to call football them now. Anymore. Oh, like Everton. Um, yeah, <laughs> roll to the first, aren't they? Um, they? They play football, you know, they're a, they're a decent exactly, football team, yeah. but it's killing them. They're going to go down, like Norwich did, by being brave, mm. by playing football the right way. And not considering points, yeah. they're considering entertainment. And as lovely as it is, their fans want to be entertained, but they want to they want to stay in the league and they're not going in. Yeah, Eden Hazard and Mo Salah are all yeah. over in it. It's like one might look better, but one's going to win your league. Exactly. So, and that's the difference. Um, yeah, they're going to go down. Unfortunate for them because, like you said, company's got them playing well, um, and they gave us a lot of a lot of problems. In fairness to them, so their goals. Brilliant as well, weren't it? Yeah. We scored three headers and they scored a better one. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Because he hadn't seen the game, I was looking at who I could blame and who was going to be a fault and, you know, oh, he hasn't stepped out or he hasn't done yeah. this. It's, it's, it's practically a volley from the edge of the box <laughs> with his head. It's unbelievable. Great header. Yeah, but it was. It was sound. Again, um, our goals, we've scored off the corner with Jota. Mm. Just leaps like he does, like a Robbie Fowler. Just mm. like a salmon. Just out the blue. Goal. Not expecting it. And then you've got the Diaz one, the work rate again from Harvey Elliott, the passion at the, I think it was the cop end. Yeah. Um, when he scored that, like it's great, seeing Diaz ragging the net and they're all up for it. That's the thing with us is we're only turning up for 45 minutes, but you can't knock the commitment to the players or how they're behaving on the pitch, the body language, everything shows us that they want to win. They just look like a, like a wind-up thing. Mm. They've, they've got to take them 45 minutes before they get going. Yeah, because it's every. It's not like they play well the first half and then they drop off. It's they take forty five minutes and then a bollocking off clock before anything happens. Yeah, it's it's weird, um, but I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the players and you know we we're, we're having to rotate a lot at the minute. with obviously various injuries and players coming back and, and players being out for different reasons. Obviously, we you know we didn't have Endo for a while. Um, thought he was he didn't really miss a beat coming back. Um, he's been playing, hasn't he? So he's mm. he's still like got that momentum. He's, that's that's the thing with Liverpool is we don't tend to do well when we've had a week off. No, everyone goes on about time, and you know we need time off, and we need breaks, and we need to train. We were better just playing two, three games a week. Just, yeah, just get throwers in the deep ends and let us play footy. That's where we're better. Yeah, we thrive off the momentum. You see it like we we go on these little mad runs, don't we? And when the my Champions League and all you know the years, but. You know, we'd be winning four 0 in the Champions League on the Wednesday, and then going on the Saturday and putting four past, you know, Palace or someone like that. It's like 
the momentum just helps them more, it seems. So yeah, I think as much as it's a, as much as it might be a nightmare for like the players themselves, I think we've got to we need to get back to that game every few days because the rest just I don't know just isn't working for them at the we, minute. We just fizzle out. It's just it's not enough game time for players at that, that level. They need to be playing once like twice or two or three times a week. Yeah. And you can see them missing it. Like you can't wait till the Europa League's back and they're playing like Thursday Sundays again because they mm. do thrive off it. They need they need to be doing it. Yeah, definitely. Um so yeah, I mean like I say, good win in the end. Um so we'll just talk about the things that have happened throughout the week because there has been a, a few notable um, bit of news. So obviously Thiago injured again. Called it. Played eleven minutes of football and is injured. Called it. Um, all the talking about it, but he's, he's. I know. I know he doesn't mean to be, and he doesn't want to be, and it must be horrendous for the man himself to be made of Weetabix, But he is. He just can't. He needs like if it was a dog, he'd shoot it. He would. <laughs> yeah. You just go. It, it's not working. Mate. We've shaved his life like forty times now. He can only walk halfway around the park. And we're paying for it, so yeah. put it down. No, I think he's he's at a stage now where you, he's got to be thinking to himself: Do I just call it a day? Do I just end me? Do is that it? Do I just retire? It'd be sad because he's world class. He's yeah. absolutely world class. But you know, I've said to you before: like if you, you had a job and you could only turn in like thirty percent of the time, if that, you wouldn't you wouldn't have your job. So no. he needs to think of his body. If he can't play six to ten minutes of footy, and mm. and look play again the week later then he needs to have a little word of himself because he was like this all his career it's yeah. not just happening at us it's not the case of Liverpool and our medical team it's Thiago unfortunately this yeah. is what he's always done and as good as he is and as lovely he is to watch he's just he's just always injured he's a yeah it's, it's horrible isn't it because you know you'd, like, you'd remember the buzz around it when he signed for us like you know we've done an impromptu episode that he signed like the minute it got announced well, it wasn't even announced. It was just like all the reporters saying, like he's about to sign, isn't it? I've nearly done an episode when he was announced that he was back in training. <laughs> That's how good he is. But we yeah. just, you know, um, I literally said he's back in training, and then he's, you know he'll be back yeah. again. He'll be gone again. Um, now, I mean, there's been, you know, obviously there's all the talk about Alonso potentially coming in, and yet not interested. I know you're not, but there's a lot of talk there with people saying, you know, he should retire and become his assistant and things like that. It's like. What's the point? There's no point trying to keep him around just for the sake of keeping him around. It's like just let him go off into the wilderness and die somewhere down his own. <laughs> Not die, but you know what I mean. You know exactly what I mean. And um, it's just boring with him, like you say. Um, the same. It's like went with Joe. Don't get me wrong. It happened with Joel Matter for ages, where it was the same conversation, and then we managed him better, hmm. and he came back, and he was like a, a new player, back to his best, and could play like six to eight games on the bounce before we had to take him out. Yeah. And with Thiago, we don't even get the opportunity to manage him well. He's, he's, he last, he was on the pitch for six minutes. Yeah. Six minutes. And he didn't really even do anything. Like, that's bizarre. I think I've seen him on the ball once. I'll just strain a muscle in six minutes. On, like, me and you, maybe. <laughs> but not him, not Thiago. <laughs> no. The fittest men on the planet. I know, it's, it's crazy. But, like you said, it, it's getting bored of talking about him now. But... but remember, we had that conversation that we will stop slating players for being unfit and that because we've played five sides <laughs> yeah definitely uh, you said it not me kicked um, the ball for two minutes I couldn't breathe panting and now I'm having a go with Thiago yeah um, on, on the subject of injuries obviously Trent um, went off at half time against Burnley and now he's supposed I mean I don't think the club have actually put any official out yet but looks like he's out for the final he's out for a few weeks um, which is I mean 
Good job. Conor Bradley's coming back. I'll be controversial here. I think it could be a good thing. Because I think he forced his way into the team, not on merit. And I think Conor Bradley deserves to start the final at right back. Mm. And the next game at right back. Yeah. And every game going forward at right back. So unless <laughs> unless Trent is getting put in the middle with Conor Bradley remaining right back, you cannot physically take that lad out of the team. Yeah. You can't. So to be honest, it might I... be a good thing that he's got a knock because he would have played right, but he's not going to put him centre mid for a cup yeah. final. It'd be good if he's got a knock, misses the next few games, and then he's back for the final on the bench. But we've seen him come on against Chelsea in the league when he took Bradley off for him and they targeted him and got through. So, as mad as it sounds, as good as Trent is at the moment, Conor Bradley's the vibe and yes. there's a reason for it. He's been brilliant. Yeah, he has. And you know what? To be honest with you, I think the hand was forced a little bit with Trent playing against Burnley. Obviously, Conor Bradley had the you know the family um, the family issue going on. Gomez at the flu as well, so it's not even like we could throw Gomez in there. It's like we've we've had nobody else to put in there, unfortunately. Hands been forced, and it's, it's caused a, an aggravated injury. And it's like what you were saying about matter. You know, that's that's the type of stuff we used to do with matter. We were throwing him in when he wasn't ready because we didn't really have much of another choice. And then he was out for three weeks after it. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a little bit what's happened here. Luckily, with it being strength, he's not injury prone. He's not. You know, you know, if he's out for three weeks and comes back and he is fully fit, that that's him sorted. Then you know what I mean. It's not like matter where like right, you've been injured for three weeks. I'm going to play you for three minutes in the next game, and then six the game after, and build it up like that. So, um, yeah, I think Ireland was just forced to be honest with you. And I think like if if Conor Bradley's in contention to play again, I think he deserves an applause for coming back after losing his arm, fella. Like I was off work for about six months when my mum died. Mm. How he's got to go back into a fold. There's nothing worse. Like, you can't be asked speaking to anyone. You don't want people asking how are you or patting you on the back. He's going to go into that manly environment where that's what's exactly going to happen. And fair play to him because he's just getting through back into that team with a title charge on, cups to go for. And the only thing he's going to be able to think about is that. So mm-hmm. he's going to have to put everything to the, the back of his mind, which is practically impossible. And that is age as well. He's got twenty. It's crazy, like fair play to him for even getting back in. Yeah, that's off, lad. That's off. Um, On the subject, I mean, I'm going to say on the subject completely different entirely. But um, obviously, the news was confirmed this week that Sven Gordon Eriksson will be part of the Legends management team. And look, it it brings a smile to your face. Like it's just, it's Boston. Like obviously, me and you now we're not we're not interested in England. But Sven Gordon Eriksson was the manager when I was interested in England. Yeah, like he's the only real. England manager I've ever like supported his team kind of thing like I wasn't bothered when it was Capello I wasn't bothered when it was McLaren it just seemed to be him for some reason um, and the fact that it's just come from one fan going ah, the club should do this for him and then you know Robbie Fowler's got involved and the club have actually then gone ahead and done it like fair play you can't it's unbelievable it's what this club does isn't it makes yeah. teams come through and, you know Jürgen Klopp agreed to step aside didn't realise he was actually going to physically step aside but he agreed to let him have the office mm. office day and go for training and all that. Brilliant. I think it's mm. a, you know, I didn't realise he was that big a red, to be honest. I never knew that when he said it was his dream to manage Liverpool and he would always support at the club and that. I knew he had an affiliation with us through his dad, but didn't know he, it was that big. Mm. But, you know, no, to make that happen for him is, is magnificent. And yeah, it's great. That's I think the, I'd heard something years and years ago that he was a, a Liverpool fan, but I never really... Like, even when you see all these stupid articles going on, like, 43 celebrities who are Liverpool fans or something stupid like that, you know, he's never in that, any of them lists. It's all, like, your A-listers and stuff like that. And um, 
So yeah, for him to just come out and say that, like, and it was an off the cuff comment. He, he he wasn't obviously trying to get anything out of it. He was just like, he got any the question? Yeah, that was his regret. And I say fair play to the club for jumping on him. I can't see anybody, you know, who's involved. Obviously, they wouldn't have had any objection to it. It's just that's what the LFC Foundation is for for this kind of thing, you know. Um, doesn't matter the age of the person, you know. You, I think people look at it and think it's the you maybe I'll put like kids and like teenagers and just that kind of age and stuff like that. But this just goes to show it doesn't matter if you if you're red and if they can help, they'll they'll do it. And you know, I say fair play to them. It's just I say, but it, it brings a smile to your face regardless of whether you you've been a fan of his career or a fan of like as I say, like a fan of England when he was the manager or anything like that. You just sort of just yeah, you just smile. But just about. Like, even if he wasn't a football manager, you know. If it, like if it was a fan who wanted the day out at the club or to see how we mm. train and all that and we do we make stuff like that happen yeah you see them nivia days and got mo salad popping around to people's houses for a couple and that it's just like magic yeah even a kid from ireland that you know club oh, invited yeah. over and stuff like that um just and you know that's what i don't get you see people on twitter and that saying that Klopp's a horrible person because he gets angry at the referees sometimes and stuff like that it's like how can you like that true geordie He's just a, he's just a top shite anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, you see someone like him going, "Ah, oh, he's a, he's a horrible hate and blah blah blah." It's like, and then you watch him doing stuff like that. How how can you then go? <laughs> you can't stick to that opinion on him. I don't care what anybody says. Alan Shearer at the nail on the head when he said, "Like you hate him because he's not yours." Yeah. And you, everything he does aggravates you. It's like players like Luis Suarez and that. When they're playing against you, when he played for Barcelona against us, I wanted Andy Robbo to snap his two legs in half, <laughs> and I wouldn't. Have Batter than I live, yeah. Because he was horrible. He was winding us up on purpose. But when he's doing it for you, if he'd have been doing that for us against Ajax, you'd be going, "Go ahead." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's just the way it is. We're fickle. If Jurgen Klopp went to manage Newcastle, which he won't, cause the shite. But if he did, they'd be all over it, and that's yeah. just the way footy is. He gets aggravated, and he's probably leaving because of how shit the officiating is in the league, and he's got every right to react the way he does. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think um, he, hit it, he hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Um, just on the subject of the Legends game again, uh, very quickly, he announced, I think it was only today, Fernando Torres, Jay's Liverpool's number nine. <laughs> Liverpool's number nine, Jay's, Jay's favourite, who broke his heart all them years ago, um, will be part of the, the game, uh, which I think is the first time that he's been involved in well, one for him. Well, he's done one, I think. Has he done one yeah. before, has he? Um, and always, like, I think he's the athletic holder. 19 manager or something like that so obviously you know there must have been a gap in the schedule being able to do it but like you know the way he left obviously left a sour taste in everybody's mouth some more than others um but it's, it's always nice to see it was the whole scenario like he's getting off and then you've got andy carroll arriving in a helicopter <laughs> like why yeah you know it was weird wasn't it? he couldn't get excited know. about it even suarez at the time he's coming in you're just thinking it's not Torres, I'm not interested because Torres had that connection with us that you get no matter, like Nunes is getting it now, yeah. where no matter how good or bad you are, you've got that connection with the crowd where we can see that you feed off us, so we give it to you. You feed off us, you play better for us when we're doing it. You can see how much it means to you, so we give it to you. Yeah. And like, he played for the shirt, he never soaked, he cracked on, just happened to be magnificent as well. But yeah, he, he did break me out. I haven't enjoyed the footy player as much as him since yeah. everyone goes on about Suarez Torres debate Torres it is for me because like because of him yeah. the way I felt about him like we've nearly got an El Nino tattoo 
<laughs> no, I think Crazy. at the time where we were, obviously, you know, we'd just come off sort of the Champions League and then the FA Cup, but we weren't really, league-wise, we weren't really pushing on as well as we hoped. And then you've seen someone like Fernando Torres come in and bend the man back then. It wasn't like you'd see it announced on Twitter and all that. It was the next day in the paper you'd see it and that he'd signed and that. But it, it was a massive signal of intent from us at the time, wasn't it? Like, you just think, why, how is he joining us? Why is he joining us? You didn't, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like we were good enough to have someone like him in our team at the time. You've um, got to, that's why you've got to appreciate Gerard because the players that have come to us and we've made shine through that man on yeah. his own, and then they go elsewhere and they just they're not the same. Yeah, you know what I mean. Obviously, he didn't have Gerard at Atletico and he was scoring, but that connection they had was like I don't know, you'll never see nothing like no, that it again. Was ridiculous, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, so he, he's going to be part of the Legends game. He's coming back. He'll have the number nine on again, most likely. And, you know, he's looking like a big John Ed these days. <laughs> <laughs> so he looks completely different, but, you know, he's going to be playing more like Ben Teche, I think, these days. <laughs> no, Tavis, I, mean. um, I don't think he'll have the speed, like, but... No, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's only a Legends game, so it would be all right. The only one you'll have to worry about is Ryan Babble, who's going to be playing for both teams. Um, is he? They do it with some of them, don't they? I think, um, I think Gerard done it. He, when we played Rangers, he played for us and Rangers. Because, you know, he's a legendary Rangers player, of course. Um Idiot. Yeah, you do it sometimes, but Ryan Babble. Ryan Babble, yeah. Oh my God. Liverpool legend. <laughs> oh, he's a member coming on against Arsenal in the Champions League. Yeah. Tore it up. After Walcott had just absolutely yeah. rinsed our defence, he went and done the same to Arsenal. Um, yeah, my game. Man. Um, so, look, before we finish it off, then let's look ahead to the Brentford game. Um, like we mentioned before, it's, it's going to be a difficult game. They're not in good form. I think you looked at it before. I think they've won. I think two out of the last six or something like that. One, three out of six, I think, and one or two. Um, but obviously, you know, they're, in, they're going to be confident to got Ivan Tony back. Um, doesn't look like he missed a beat after his ban, which raises a couple of questions. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I thought he was banned from all football activity, but we'll, we'll let that slide. Um, he's clinical. We've got to keep an eye on him, you know what I mean? He's, he's given one chance, he's, he's likely going to score. If he was a better man, I think he put himself first goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really just depends is, yeah. how we defend, lads, and like teams like them. When you've got a player like Ivan Tony, if if they turn up and they bully us and we let them, then like Arsenal bullied us, hmm. and they haven't even got anyone like that. They just were dominant in midfield, first yeah. to every ball. If we let them do that, then we're, we're, it's panic stations again for forty-five minutes. Yeah. But we just know at the moment, regardless of what happens in the first forty-five, we'll come out and score three or four. So hmm. you don't panic. <laughs> no, but you don't want to give them any confidence, do you? No, like, not that's at all. The thing, um... But now he is the type of player who could, I mean, I can't see him bullying Van Dijk or I, I imagine it's going to be Kanate, I can't see that happening. But all he needs is if he gets one little, you know, one little kind bounce of the ball or something like that and he gets through, that's that's his tail up. Then that's him more dangerous straight away just because he's got through that one. So, um, and, you know, obviously you're not going to stop him for a full 90 minutes. He's just, he, he's very good. He's he, It's very hard to stop him, isn't it? Let's be honest. But, um, yeah. Outside of Tony, in all honesty, don't without being disrespectful, they shouldn't be causing us too many problems. That's exactly where I'm at. We're nearly everyone we play. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not even arrogant or cocky. I just think we're that good. Yeah. When we can turn up for forty-five minutes a week and win most of the time, unless we get cheated by officials or once we just actually get outplayed by Arsenal, which is fair play, but it hasn't happened all season. So we've got to just see what Liverpool turns up. Yeah. Said in every single game this season, in every cup game. If we turn up, we get to all the finals, 
how many straight off the league, and yeah. it just depends where our own worst enemy at the moment. If we turn up, we win. Yeah. If we don't turn up, we cause ourselves issues. But nine times out of ten, still win. So <laughs> see how we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just one of them crazy seasons, isn't it? Just because you have just mentioned the word officials and we haven't spoke about them at all, what I am going to ask you is just something from the uh, Burnley game. Our second goal, McAllister has has kicked. Um, don't even know what it was, but he's kicked one of the Burnley players in the shin and hurt himself in the process. The ball's fell to uh, Elliot and he's crossed it in for the goal. Did you see anything wrong with Innocent? <laughs> no. There's stuff like that when it happens well before, like not well before, but that the ball's gone to Harvey Elliot. He would might have passed it, whatever. Ball's gone in the box, goal. Like they're looking into too much before before the goals. I'd rather they just jibbed all that. Hmm. So no. Yeah, I mean this, if it's gone in our favour, it's no foul. There's been instances this season where they have gone quite far back to look at it and you think that's a completely different phase of play. I think with that one, it's one of them. I wouldn't have complained if, if they'd ruled it out, in all honesty. But I've got no issues with it standing, obviously. Um, not just from a Liverpool point of view, but I think, yeah, it's a contact sport. There's going to be you know, there's going to be collisions somewhere. It's not. He hasn't gone in with any malice. He hasn't gone in with any intent to catch the player. He's gone to take a shot He's and it's been nicked in front of him ever so slightly. The player hasn't caught asked for a foul or nothing like that. Um and you know, they've carried on and conceded and then you've got Mega Mind on the touchline, he's saying it's a foul, it's a foul. Um but no, you just, you just get on with it. Like <laughs> that wouldn't have been oh, when he was playing that wouldn't have been a foul. So, exactly. And that's all we want is consistency. So yeah. like, you know, we've seen players probably get sent off for stuff like that this season and then you've seen it not be given. So yeah, yeah. all we want is it to be the same across the board, but it's never gonna happen, it's pointless throwing them out. No, just no. depends who you get on the day. That's all horrendous. Yeah, we've we've had that conversation enough. Though we don't need to have it again, do we? Um, look, we're not allowed to give score predictions on this podcast, um, but I'm going to ask you for one anyway. So, oh, I don't know. Again, I'm like a broken record. It depends what Liverpool turn up, but you know, if we turn up three four nil, yeah. I mean, I'll happily take a one nil. I take a one nil every single week. To be honest with you, as long as we get yeah, the three points, I'm not a... really. It's obviously we're, we're going we're going away. They're not known for being the best crowd in the in the world. Mm. Our away fans are boss. So hopefully another half twelve. We give obviously. we need to give them something to sing and dance about though in the, in the away section because at Arsenal it was horrendous. But mm. you know we didn't play. We didn't turn up, no. and I think the whole feel around the ground and everyone watching on the telly and that we knew we weren't going to win that game. Yeah. But hopefully we we need to go out and start fast and strangle them. Yeah, like strangle them, press them, hate them, get in hard. Do what we've done against Chelsea, and just like, like I hate talking about Man City, but that's what they do. They bully teams and mm. they they make them like give they in. Intimidate everybody. They just make them give up, and that's mm. we've got. We're capable of doing it. We need to do it. Yeah, we just I don't know. We're, we're too nice, or something. Um, we are too no. nice. That's why you miss your like your Andy Robbo and that. You want mm. you miss Milner, you miss your Hendersons. You were going to snarl and kick out and do stuff like that because. That's what wins your game sometimes. Yeah. Just going into a game and being in a tunnel and not hugging and not being matey, snarling at them and saying, wait, you're getting it. That's what we need to do. Yeah. We're in a title challenge. We need to be doing that to everyone and letting them know that if they cross our path, they're getting it. Yeah, simple as. Um, Just want to ask about Nunes because we didn't discuss his goal. I think the quality of the goal deserved discussing. Yeah, it did, to be fair. And obviously, he's splitting the fan base at the minute. You've got the odd few cretins who are on his back and don't want to see him on the pitch. Yeah. And then you've got the rest of us who just want to see him thrive and do well. So, what was your um, 
What's your thoughts of him against Burnley? Same as what I always think. He's just he's everywhere. We're a better team with him on the pitch. Um, regardless of how many goals he does or you know how many chances he misses, we're a better team with him when he plays. Um, it, he just frustrates me, but I love that he frustrates me. Mm. I love that you're expecting something mad of him. So when it doesn't quite happen, you're like, oh god, how how have yeah. you done that? But then that goal he scored, the header, the flick, brilliant. Yeah, if him missing all the time didn't make me gutted, like I'd be gutted if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's like you want that you want you want a player to succeed so much that when it's not going right for him and he misses a sitter or you know whatever he does wrong or most that's the thing though in most instances he doesn't really do anything wrong. Um, but that's it. You want him to succeed so much that it's you like, gutted for him. Yeah, more are. than you are gutted for the but team. But then you look at him and he's not gutted, so you're like, all right, yeah, he's going to do something in this game. You just know he's going to do something somewhere. This is what I love about him. And that's why he's got twenty what I think it's twelve goals, eleven assists now, isn't it? So, but no matter like what mistakes he makes, if he misplaces a pass, it's the post, it's the bar, it's the keeper. You see him at the end of the game if we won, just laughing his head off and just smiling, and he's all. He's all about the team, and you can't. They're the types of players I've mentioned before, like Jay Kite and Suarez, and that. Their individual performance didn't quite matter as long as we got over the line. And with Nunes, that's all it seems to be about. If he misses sitter after sitter after sitter, and someone else taps them in, I think he's quite happy, and you can't buy him. No. So no. it's great when he when it is going well for him because you see how much it means yeah. to him. Like, and as I say, he's he's so effective. Like as I say. No, only Salah has got more goals and assists than him this season for us. Um, it's always only Salah, isn't it? Um, but he's got only he's got more goals and assists than him this season. He's he's involved in every single move we have. You know, he's just he's captain chaos, as we've said multiple times. But like I say, I do genuinely feel like regardless, he could miss four assists in the game, and I still think we're a better team with him on the pitch. He's just that. He's just everywhere. No one knows what he's going to do, and we've said it time and time again. Um, but that's what makes him so valuable to the team because he just he, he just he's a he's a pain in the ass, isn't he, let's be honest. <laughs> I think the beauty of him is like you know, he gets talked about like players like Torres, players like Suarez, and not quite there yet mm. with the level. But they didn't know what they were gonna do. They didn't go to bed the night before and dream where they were gonna put the ball or how they were gonna attack the defender. He didn't know. You couldn't train to play against them because they don't know what they're gonna do. So mm. how are you meant to know what they're gonna do? So the fact that Nunes is like that, you know, he dips out left, dips out right, goes through the middle. He can be on the, the shoulder of the last man. He can run towards the corner flag and then take three fellas on. It depends how he feels. Yeah. <laughs> he just turns up as he as and when he does. But, you know, you can't defend against it. He's hard. But, like, we can sit here and mock him for missing chances. But most, most forwards in the league don't create that space to create the chance. There's yeah. no chance. So I'd rather have missing chances that he's creating through his own ability mm. than not creating anything at all. That's it. You'd be more worried about him if he wasn't miss. Obviously, you wouldn't be more worried first if he wasn't missing these chances. But if he wasn't getting in a position to miss the chances, then you'd be more worried about him. You know, if he if he's missing at the back post, he's he, he's, he's in the right place. You know, I'd rather him. I wouldn't rather him miss at the back post. But like I say, I'd rather him be there for that chance than not be there at all. And it just goes out of play. It's like. He's so he's so crucial to what we do, and when it takes for him, and it will, it's it's gonna take for him. You can just feel it, like it was it said, um, Milner said, didn't he, about him? Like he, when it takes for him, he's gonna be one of the best players in the world. And he said he's the most he's the most exciting player in that squad. 
he's the one everybody's just waiting for it to go to click and just go wow unbelievable it's just got to happen he needs the support around him the support of the fans which I think he's getting you know the manager never comes out on bad margin when he has a bad game he always talks about what we've just said then at least he's there he's in mm. the right place we're creating chances because of him and again if he doesn't score he assists yeah. so you know he makes something happen he's sometimes the the one who wins the ball back to make the pass for the goal doesn't get the assist but the initial work rate of him that causes teams problems and you know, I don't think it's a single defence on the planet can settle no when he's on the pitch. Yeah. You know, you won't have many teams playing round the back four with him on on the pitch because he just runs around in circles after them. Yeah. And I think when it does click for him, I think we're seeing a bit more of Nunes with Jota because mm. we've got that attacking threat who can just be the fox in the box, leave him there, and Jota, Nunes has sort of got the just go wherever, lad, wherever the ball is, chase it like a school kid and hopefully yeah. win it back and. He does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, yeah, well, look, let's wrap it up for today. Um, well, I don't know if we're going to be able to get one out next week. We'll do our best, but obviously, Wembley after that. So, it's, it's, I think we've got a midweek game as well, haven't we? We'll have to do um, a pre-Wembley life. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get one out at some point. But, um, look, as I say, we'll wrap it up for today. It's been interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Been different, Fanny. Um, <laughs> thanks for, yeah, it has definitely been different. But, get used to it, because... Um, this might be what we're doing moving forward. At least, not every episode, but might be here. Might yeah. be somewhere else. Might be somewhere else. Might be in a different bar. It's <laughs> staff who get you the drink. Yeah, but... just go around different bars. And <laughs> uh, no, might not. Uh, might not be every episode, but we're going to try and do it a bit more often, aren't we? So um, just mix it up a bit, get a bit of a better feel for it. But yeah, um, hope you've enjoyed the change. We have, and um, until next time, up the reds. Up the reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.